Welcome to Red River, uh, fucking best of 2020. Uh, you know, the first time we're doing a, a full Zoom, just because I figured it's just easier to do it this way um, since I, uh, I wanted to involve other people on the list. Um, so, you know, we'll have four guests peeking in individually. At the moment, we have Steve Andolfo waiting to talk about favorite movies um but yeah man what a year yeah interesting <laughs> one for the books you know i tell you it, the content tons of stuff on every you know movies music outstanding stuff i i'm, I'm next year i think it'll be the real curious thing because of productions being shut down and things like that you know what i mean yeah out, but I mean, we were flooded with good stuff this year. We were flooded with good stuff. I'm, I'm like making my list of so, you know, it's just everything that I watched. Cause I mean, you figure we were all for the most part sitting at home. So we, you know, like me personally, I watched a ton more stuff that I normally would have gotten the time or chance to, um, you know, I didn't you get watched- the quarantine, but I still managed to watch like my life didn't change at all, unfortunately. Mine, mine <laughs> I, would, I would have liked a month to do like, you know i mean don't get me wrong i'm blessed i was working no complaints like Sad, sadly sadly my life did change I, I i went from being busy eight days a week to you know luckily doing one thing a week maybe yeah you needed a break you do too much i like it i feel like i'm dying <laughs> if i don't <laughs> you know you're a dad parker's a dad i i don't know where the fuck he is is that his head over there I'm here, yeah, fuck that, man. I'm fucking staying fucking neutral over here. Did you go more gray or <laughs> I don't think he can get more gray. Maybe fucking down below, that's about it. You see the top of his head. Yeah, I see yeah. the top of your head. It looks like a like a like a snowball, like the nice. cup the thing he's That's uh, what having a kid does. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. The last the last bit of it just turned. So, yeah. Um okay, so we're ready to is there anything else that we want to mention before we start getting into these lists like did we did we miss anything or miss shows uh, miss shows huh? <laughs> that i just missed live shows but, uh, yeah 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 for sure that's my biggest miss of this year but uh i mean we, you know there's a ton of entertain at least in this you know if we had to be a quarantine age or whatever there's a ton of entertainment great podcast got me through Lots yeah of- I'm going to mention those later on for sure because sure, there's yeah. a couple of there's one show in particular that that um I thought really knocked it out of the park this year. But all right, I'm going to I'm going to add I'm going to add Steve right now. See if he's yeah. ready. I've never talked to him in real life. Oh man, he's oh yeah, the, you do know you do know of him. So. The hammer, the truth the, hammer. The hammer. What's up? Unmute yourself. 
There you go. Now I'm unmuted. What's up? Yes, yes. What up? I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I've been on the internet before. That's right. Yo, you know, you know what I was watching today? Somebody posted a video of the time Small Arms Dealer played um, Beeries. Like the last time, you, like I think you came out and like Joe Seattle played drums. Yeah, 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 yeah. We said we were never going to get back together except for uh, Steph's birth, Steph's like 21st birthday or something. Yeah. And so we did it. And did do it, it was yeah. terrible. Well, so, <laughs> you um, know. When you and I did the episode together, so you were never on with Langan up there, but you know, up there. No, uh, now, now we're together. Yes, this is the first real live conversation we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. he says he's, he's a little uh, upset that you don't have your uh, sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could go get a hammer, I've got hammers. <laughs> and you see, that, you see that, that little white hair up there that kind of looks like uh. Like a uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg breads. <laughs> this dude is like, I, I mean, you know, he doesn't want to be on camera, which is strange. Nah, we're not using the audio. Uh, we're not using that's, the video. We're using that's the like, that shit looks like fucking Whoopi Goldberg and Burglar right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. I don't think Steve's going to fuck you either, so we're, we're good. <laughs> um, I wasn't gonna, but now that it's been suggested. <laughs> Yo, show us your RoboCup tattoo. Uh, this one. Yeah. What do you good? think about that, Parker? That's fucking sick. <laughs> I'm RoboCop I, I, 2. I'm RoboCop so, 2, like all the way though. Yeah, no, RoboCop 2 is 100% a great yeah. movie. I don't yeah. know why people don't. And you know what? In the later years of my life, I've realized that RoboCop 3 is not a bad movie. Yes, it was remember. made to sell toys, but like RoboCop 3 is all about like him smashing fascism. It's, mm. it's fucking great. I gotta revisit it. I, you know, no Peter Weller just kind of lost. I, I'm sure I watched it oh. once. Oh yeah, no, that's the, that's the main thing is if you don't have Peter Weller, fuck right off. And the TV series, um, it seemed like the suit itself was too big for the guy that they had playing RoboCop in the TV series. So you'd sometimes get a shot of the suit and it looked just loose. Yeah, <laughs> it was just kind of hanging off the dude. That's crazy. So. Um, all right, so you're ready to go because you got your Carrie t-shirt on. So um, mm -hmm. we're going to talk yeah. about, you know, there was a lot of movies. I, I, I really, the more I, I tried to like get, get this list down, I realized that there was a lot of movies that I enjoyed. I, kn I know me and yeah. Langan uh, disagreed on a few things. And I know... <laughs> no, we're, usually, we're usually lockstep, but like, we're like way different. <laughs> <laughs> me and steve definitely um but so yeah i'm sure i'm sure that there's a bunch that we disagree on as well plus like trying trying to get mine down to five like i still have like 11 up here and i'm gonna have to try to condense movies it's all right some honorable mentions for sure so i had yeah. 15 but i'm i'm, I'm gonna i got we're, so we'll do 10 to 6 rapid fire and then we'll okay. do round robin so you're you're the guest Thank you for returning to hang out with us. Uh, so give us 10 to 6, rapid fire. Whew. All right, let's see. So um, Rent-A-Pal, greener, greener Grass. Um, Rent-A-Pal was something nobody actually saw. So That's up on Hulu right now. <laughs> it, it, it is. And so is Greener Grass, which is an absurdist comedy, which is fantastic. Um, Color Out of Space. And... Um, the five bloods, I think. 
was my was my Oh, the fly bloods, and then um, like the the dark and the wicked, and anything for Jackson. Okay, okay. So that, that that's your rapid fire. Did anyone of you guys have those on on your list? Uh, I did not have those, but I did jot them down. Actually, Rena Grass, absurdist comedy, had me there, but uh, I didn't have those. Oh. Yeah, no, green, greener grass. It starts off with uh, with a woman deciding that she gives her baby to another woman in this like weird gated community of like all everything's the same. It's it's got um, what's his name from Saturday Night Live? Beck Bennett from Saturday Night Live. And if you saw that Wolf of Snow Hollow, oh yeah. The main, the dude who directed that, the main dude in that movie, is also in Greener Grass. If oh. That'll give you an idea of how absurdist it is. Yes, that's cool. Yeah, I'm going to mention that movie later on. But Parker, you didn't have any of those on your list, right? That he mentioned. No, no I mean, let's be honest. Like this, this category is probably like compared to like my best hip hop of the year. Like, <laughs> There's going to be my worst category out of the entire show. Like I think I saw maybe like four new movies this year. Okay, and I'm sure <laughs> yeah. they made the list. <laughs> okay, so we got uh, so we got for me. I had the new Borat movie, saw that. Uh, Sound of Metal. I just actually watched. This is your list. Is this yeah. your no no? no, no th- this is this is what I watched. That's new from this year. No no, don't, <laughs> don't, do, that, don't do that list right now. Okay. We're doing we're doing the rapid fire honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Okay. So you don't have any. No, because then because then I'll have no list if I do the honorable mention. That's fine. That's fine. All right. <laughs> So I'm going to do uh, – uh, so, Lane, you give me your, your 10 to 6. I just hate, like, if, if any of these are on uh, your list or anything like that. But I, I, I would – it's got a lot of feelings here, huh? <laughs> uh, the Hunt, King of Staten Island, Possessor, Sound of Metal, and The Social Dilemma. I, I Overall, good film. Okay. So that, that's your honorable mentions. Cool. I don't remember The Social Dilemma. What was that? It's uh, basically just um, about uh, social media. Uh, oh, the documentary. How they work, yeah, the documentary okay. and stuff like that. And especially, I would encourage any parent to, especially if a teenager, you could see uh, knowledge okay. drop. Yes. It was like the addiction part of it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. okay. All right. So um, my 10 to 6, I have uh, VFW. Um, I have Color Out of Space, which is at, uh, you know, a Nicolas Cage movie, uh, Richard Stanley, which I, I thought was great. Um, number eight is a movie that I know Steve hated, uh, The Witch Subversion, which is up on Netflix <laughs> well, right now. I didn't hate that movie. Yeah. I felt that it had two hours of premise that you're like, yeah, this could be cool. All right. I, I get where you're going here. And then it had a smash awesome half hour of the last half hour of it. And you're like, why didn't you do that like a half hour ago? All right. But like you, you could do one hour of straight movie, one hour of bug nuts. You thought the witch <laughs> was good, though, right? We'll just set up a sequel. It's fine. You thought the witch was a good movie, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, was like, that was like 90 minutes of setup and like what, like a, a two minutes of good movie? The, listen, that movie, that movie is great all the way through. Uh, and also, uh, it's mainly because you can't have a goat on the set and expect the goat to do things. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the so best part of the movie. The last two. Yeah, apparently the goat was supposed to be in the movie more. 
but uh, he, should operate. he was the best part. I would have rather just the camera follow the goat around. <laughs> see what happens. See what he <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I will, I will forever hate that movie. Sorry. Um, so seven, I have uh, Bill and Ted's uh, Bill and Ted face the music, which I feel like a lot of people might have forgotten. Um, and uh, it was, go ahead. Go ahead. It was, it was on my list, but like at the same time, like I couldn't whittle it down to that. Yeah, I just I I I feel like maybe I, if 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 there wasn't a pandemic, I would have graded it a little differently. It just fe- felt like a movie that I really needed to see. The ending was so uh, fulfilling. Um, I don't know. I, I it just made me feel really good, which is uh, yeah. But I feel like that's why it was good for the pandemic is because when it dropped, you were like, I need something real positive right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it came it's at the goofy right fun. It came at the right time. Uh, and the last one, which is a movie that should have made my top five, and, and it was hard to leave it off, was Vivarium um, with uh, Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Imogen Poots, whose name I fucking hate. Uh, <laughs> but it's such a dark movie, and I can't really give out the premise because it's, um, it's, it's, I feel like it's hard to explain without actually giving away what, what it's about. But man, it's, it's a really dark movie, really depressing, and uh, it's not a very feel-good movie. And it, I hated leaving it off, but it, it's uh, at a strong number six right now. What's the name of that again? Fantastic movie. Vivarium. Um, that's uh, I think it's up on Amazon Prime right now. So, uh, okay. all right. So listen, there was a lot of good stuff. That brings us to let, let's do our round robin here, um, and let's talk about our top five. And, uh, you know, really get into it. So, uh, Steve, give me your number five. Uh, my number five is Emma. Okay. I don't know. It. Yeah. Emma, Emma is the, uh, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to seem like the weirdest dude right now. Emma is the um, adaption of the, who's it? Jane. Hold on. Let me just make, Jane Austen. Yes. It's a Jane Austen book. And they've made Emma several times, but this one stars Anna Taylor Joy and like Lover from the titular witch that we spoke about before, who I think is having a great year as far as making really cool. Absolutely, yeah. Um, But Emma is just one of those like it's a period piece. It's eighteen hundreds England, like. But it's one of those movies where the comedy is so on point. And the big spectacle of costumes and sets are all really great there. It's a very rare I put something this like hoity toity on a list. But I believe that Emma is one of the best movies of the year. Like it's and it's definitely a movie that if you put it on to watch it, you will enjoy it the whole way through and then it'll be over and you'll be like, Oh yeah, I feel good now. Okay, good. Um, is it streaming anywhere? Uh actually on HBO Max. HBO Max. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of her work. She was in a movie called Thoroughbreds, which I really thought was dark right. and great. Right. Um, people love the Queen's Gambit this year. She smoked it on that. Like I all across the board, like that was a TV show everyone loved. Um, and uh, I she was love- even in New Mutants. Oh, New I- Mutants, the movie that doesn't exist but exists. Um, which like was a pretty good movie for a movie that has been cut like five or six times, different times. So, hey, you can't expect much out of it, but her performance was great. Yeah, she's having a good year. And I love, I love watching her talk in Spanish because she's half Argentinian. Um, <laughs> so, Langan, give me your number five. 
My number five was uh, Deer Skin by uh, Quentin Dupont. I can't, I know I can pronounce his name right. The, the guy that did Rubber and- uh, Yeah, wow. And, okay. Uh, I, uh, he, I, I've just been a, Reality was another good one, wrong. I, everything this guy puts out is always on my radar. He takes chances. Uh, this film, when I describe it to you, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a guy who's essentially, he's obsessed with deer skin. Your skin, clothes, jacket, this and that. Eventually, his obsession turns to crime, murder, all kinds of debauchery. And uh, it's absurdist. It's ridiculous, like anything you'd expect from this director. Um, definitely not for everybody. But uh, if, if you're on board with the kind of stuff he does, it, it doesn't disappoint. It's, uh, okay. And it's got subtitles. If you don't like it, you can't read. So. <laughs> Why does it's it deer skin? That's uh. Why does it have subtitles? It's uh, it's blue in French. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I won't yeah. be watching that then. But uh, yeah, no, you either like this guy's work or you don't. You either. No, I like I like Rubber a lot. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's it's absurd. It's what you'd expect from it. And it, and it's, yeah. Okay. I haven't had a chance to see it, but I've been looking forward to it. I heard I, he only makes good movies. Yeah, I love it. Even if it sucks, I, I just know he's going to try something. Yeah, it's just different and worthwhile. Yeah. Exactly. So Parker has four, right? Yeah, I don't even have five. It's so fucking sad. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna we're gonna skip you on this one, and we'll we'll do your, the four movies. <laughs> so okay. And do you want to mention a WrestleMania in in place of that five? Which, <laughs> which, which you know what it favorite? is? It's like, dude, once I got this fucking, uh, you know, the Disney Plus thing, I just did like a deep dive into like all these fucking comic book movies that I've been sleeping on for the past 10 years, you know? All right, so Nick, g- give me one. I mean, if we want to talk. We- I mean, honestly, like my, my I mean, it, it's not even it's not even a Marvel movie, but I finally got around to seeing the fucking original Deadpool from fucking four years ago when I was blown <laughs> away. I thought it was great. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but I... I know. mean, if we want to talk WrestleManias, I've watched 20 years of WWE pay-per-views from 1996, and now I'm in 2016. So right. yeah. Yeah. You guys could start your yeah, own show. You guys could start your own show. I know way too much about it. <laughs> that's, that's some 2020 shit right there. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> let me do my number five, and then we'll, we'll go back around. So, um, I picked ICU which is with uh, Helen Hunt, uh, directed by Adam Randall. Uh, this is one of those movies that was on Prime exclusively. And uh, it was one of the smartest and best twists I've ever, like this movie started off somewhere and ended up somewhere else. And it was something that I've never seen before. And I know a lot of people were really stuck on, the, on, on uh, Helen Hunt's plastic surgery. Shout out to Jerry Smith, wherever he is. <laughs> Watching some shit movie, I'm sure. Um, but the actual movie is so fucking great. Uh, great twist. Great, just everything about it. And it's currently on Amazon Prime. And uh, I, I'd feel fucked up if I didn't put it in my top five. Any of you guys see it? I did not, but I wrote it down. It sounds good. Steve? I'm interested. Steve, did you watch it? I have not seen it yet. Because, because, no, because every time I look at the the picture for it, I, I'm like, I don't care about this movie. It's, it, believe me when I tell you, it's not 
it, it looks like something, but it's not that. It's 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 really well done. So that's my number five. Let's go to your number. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get around to it. I've heard so many good things about it, but I'll get I'll get around to it. Give me your four. And Dolfo. Oh me. Uh, swallow. Okay. Swallow is my number four. Um, anybody else see it, or am I am I the only one to see it's, Swallow? It's on my uh, list. So it's on my list. So hold off to talk about it because it's further up on my list. Okay, that's what I. That's why I was asking. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's hold off on that. You got four Swallow uh, Langan. Give me your number four. Uh, my number four was another ridiculous, absurdist movie, Butt Boy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> which I, I didn't know about till I read uh, Mr. John Waters' 2020 list. Uh, he's on point as always. I went and streamed it. And, uh, man, the, the concept <laughs> of this movie is to, I just I had to give it a mention because I was just I had to applaud the, the, in, <laughs> the ingenuity of this movie. Basically. I I don't want to give away too much, <laughs> but uh, it's like a killer butt or something. Or essentially, like this guy goes to his proctologist. Essentially, gets a little thrill in the uh, the rectal examination, and like any addiction, he starts never. You know, nothing's never enough. So things start disappearing around the house, and then local children are missing from playgrounds. And he is shoving them all up his ass. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot like Swallow, but the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, heard, I heard I heard it's actually like a good movie, which it is, is bizarre. It, 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 like the the uh, ridiculous of the con of the concept yeah. side of that. It's a well it's a good it's not a big budget movie by any means, but it's well written. Very, it's clever. It's funny. Uh, the ending, I, I definitely try whole show. I will be very tight on spoilers and shit. I'm very conscious of yeah, that. Yeah. But, uh, it's it, an ending you wouldn't believe. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a good written movie. The the guy that I believe that wrote it and directed it is also in, uh, in the film. So definitely. Okay. As labor. You, you would say he's the titular butt boy. Yeah. I heard, I heard the uh, Mandalorian died, but I don't want to spoil it. Parker, give me your number four. All right, so number four was the uh, the Borat movie for me, subsequent movie film. Okay, yeah. That's, uh, go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, coming after, you know, the original, like I said, which is fucking one of the funniest movies of all time. Like I said, when I saw that in the theater, I literally started dry heaving you know, from laughter and punching, you know, my old roommate next to me. I mean, this was uh, funny, not as funny, I didn't think, but still fucking, I had a fucking blast watching. I mean, I, th I thought the the actress that played his daughter was great because, you know, trying to uh, trying to act with him and then, you know, you know, just be as funny. I thought she did a great job. Yo, real talk, she might have been the best acting I've seen all year. <laughs> it came out of nowhere and she bought, she sold that shit. Like, that's not, not an laugh. easy role. How do you not laugh? Yeah. How do you not laugh? Like she crushed it, dude. That whole dancing scene with the that was the best part with the blood. She's got balls. Like she never did anything before, yo. She's got balls, man. Yeah. Like seriously. She um. So that made it into like my top fifteen. Um. It's just that first Borat is just like I like you said I I was fucking dying. 
Like when he's like wrestling as a Bagatov and they're like doing a 60 not like I'm just dying. Amazing. Um, but this movie, like it was good. Like it was fun to see him back. It's just one of those movies. It's so hard to recreate that. I didn't know what they would do. Um, even like the Rudy Julie stuff. I was like, ah, like it's kind of like super inappropriate in a way, but like, I, you know, it was kind of like a semi hit job, you know, you know, this guy's such a ghoul that it's like, of course, totally. of course but that's more brilliant marketing. It's like that, that scene. Yeah. When it was when it hit Twitter and everything the next yeah. day, it was, you know, um, yeah, that, that was, that was how I felt about that whole movie. Like, I, it was fine. I didn't have any real problems with it. Like I, but I found myself not be not, it's not as funny as the original one. Yeah. And it felt like it was more of a like, I'm getting away with some topical jokes here. Yeah. Type movie more than it was like an original idea anymore. I thought um, also um, what I, what really worked in this film way more than the first film, it, it's almost like the vice versa. I thought the scripted part of it worked better. You know, like, this, like the relationship with him and his daughter, like that was just so well done that it was just, it almost like overtook, I, maybe because it needed to substitute for certain things because you can't really get away with a lot of things. Everyone knows who the fuck he is. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting. Like, you know, like kind of, uh, like I guess like the subtle subtext about, you know, uh, even like women's rights or whatever, you know, it was like that. The, the very ending I thought was very well done. Uh, but okay, cool. Uh, so we're up to number three, Steve. Did you give your number? Yeah, yeah, yours. Oh, did I? I don't know. Okay, you stumped yourself. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm high as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I have The Wolf of Snow Hill. Um, this movie, you know, it's it's amazing the the amount of content that comes out, and you're like, where does this stuff come from? Who is this guy? Who are these people? I mean, Robert Forrester was in the movie. I know that the the director. Huh? No, just joking. <laughs> yeah, I know the director of this movie made something else that people seem to love, but this just Thunder like, Road, just like the last movie. The all right, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get too into it, uh, you know, for spoilers. But I'm gonna say this is definitely one of the best werewolf movies I've ever seen. It's so good. It's so well shot. It looks like a billion dollar movie. And I'm sure it wasn't. It's just the technology that they use was great. The characters are great. The writing was great. Um, a total home run. Like a, a lot of comedic parts, a lot of great violence. Uh, but by far one of the best movies I've seen this year. I couldn't recommend it more. Anyone else have it or no? I didn't, no, I didn't see that, but I, I heard nothing but good things and I just jotted it down again. The okay, it's very good. You, did you watch it, Steve? Oh, no, you had it. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. It's not on my list, but uh, I enjoyed it for okay. the most part. I don't think I thought anything was bad about it. I feel there are a lot of parallels to, like, The Dead Don't Die in that movie. Which I, I didn't see yet. Yeah. Uh, Jim Jarmusch? That yeah, one. the Jarmusch one. Yeah. Like, I feel like the Jar- Jarmusch one was way more subdued and, like, <laughs> like, like way more kind of downtrodden and Jarmushy. But, uh, you know, this one still had the same kind of, like the the wolf of Snow Hollow, was it? Yeah. Snow Snow Peak or whatever. It has the same kind. It has the same kind of feel of just like your run of the mill people having to deal with a fantastical situation. Yeah. 
And it works. It works for what it is. It definitely works. Love and like I said, that guy, the main guy in that was in Greener Grass. So you have a kind of sense of his style of comedy of sorts. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, all right, so now, Steve, give me your number three. Palm Springs. Oh, shit. You know it's fucked up? Yeah, that's The Outsider, that man. Yo, I forgot that movie. <laughs> I got to write that down. That was in my top five. <laughs> All right, go ahead. That's fucked up. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I thought it was just great. Like, one, I mean, I don't want to give away the big the big reveal for it. Or do I have to worry anymore? Like, has it been out long enough? Yeah. That is, like. It's a it's a romantic comedy, but with like a, a Groundhog's Day type time travel twist. Um, and the two protagonists are fantastic: Andy Samberg and um, what's her name, Christine Malat That sounds right. AK Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, it's like fantastic. Yeah. Like just like like when it wasn't just being overly funny, there were actually poignant moments in it. There was actually like points. It, it reminded me of an old school romantic comedy where like the premise was really good and the romance and such was pretty, it was very good as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, de- it's definitely a must see. Plus it was what it was the most expensive film bought at Sundance. Like Hulu bought it for so much money at Sundance. Yeah. It- so, who, who has it streaming? Uh, I think it was exclusively theirs, like you mentioned. Um, I'm yeah. a sucker for time loop movies. Anytime I see yeah. a time loop, I'm all about it. Um, I, you know, it's funny. Like, I was talking to Langan before about making these lists. Like, I thought I, I made it like, a, like, I thought I, like, got everything, and I'm, like, sorting it out. Palm Springs. How did I miss that on my letterbox? I <laughs> love that movie. That movie... Would have been never get top, everything. It would have been in my it top makes five. Me annoyed that that movie's not available for home purchase yet. Like it's yeah. really good. It it reminds yeah. me. Of, um, so like a couple of years ago, I had one we first met with Adam Devine, um, as my number one movie because it it was a time loop movie. I thought it was amazing. Same thing with this. Uh, wow, what a great movie! Can't believe I missed it. Good choice. Lang in number three. Uh, my number three was a film called, uh, uh, it came out in 2019, but I guess it's a UK film, but it hit the States in uh, March. I noticed a lot of films were like that. It was said 2019 on IMDb, but it hit us like this year, you know? Yeah. The Witch Subversion was the same. It was 20. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, it's called Sorry We Missed You. And um, it's, it's a pretty heavy drama. It's a family of four in the UK in the gig economy, father trying to buy or rent a van uh, to basically work for a company like Amazon, delivering packages and whatnot. Got a teenage boy that's kind of going the wrong way, a young daughter, family trying to work uh, insane amount of hours to get their head above water, dealing with everything that you know a family would deal with and uh, how hard it is today's society and how all it takes is one thing to go wrong and you're behind the eight ball. And, uh, it's a yeah. pretty heavy film, but it, it's pretty touching and uh, well done uh, by Ken Loach. Did it, it uh, win the Shakespeare? Yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah. It's called Sorry We Missed You. I don't know where it's streaming. I actually got this from the library, but um, I was, uh, it came out of nowhere from me. It blew me away. 
I don't know if it's on Netflix or if it is on Amazon. It's on one of those two. It's though. probably, you know, on something at this point. But yeah, I just stumbled upon it from the library, and uh, you still got a DVD player, right? I use my PlayStation. That's all. <laughs> PlayStation One. Great. <laughs> I haven't played a video game. I couldn't tell you how long, but I uh, I use it for DVDs. But I get, yeah, I get a lot of great stuff from the library. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, I know Steve, like you, you still buy shit, so you must have a DVD player. <laughs> I, uh, I do buy shit. Physical media deserves to be bought. If you love something, get it on physical media because all this digital crap is going to just crash and burn at some point. At some if you point. buy a movie on Amazon, you're not entitled to it for the rest of your life. You're no, entitled Parker. to it if Amazon owns it. Parker, show us that room. <laughs> Oh man, uh, where are we at? <laughs> we got there. You go. So there's all the physical. Uh, I miss it down there. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It, it's funny because I just bought. Uh, well, not not just bought, but the last thing that I bought was, uh, you know, Anchor Bay has always been like one of my top like physical um, companies that puts out great shit, and they released this thing years ago called like the fright pack and like one of them was like zombies another one was like possession movies and i finally got the zombie one and uh it's still sitting there fucking wrapped i haven't even fucking gotten a fucking chance to watch any of them but it's it's mostly like european zombie shit which is cool a lot of it i haven't seen cool um okay. so give me your number three all right so number three which i just saw um sound of metal so I went into this and I was like, all right, this looks cool. You know, I can somewhat relate to this. It's about yeah. a drummer and he's touring and blah, blah, blah. But uh, it's cool, you know, where, you know, where the movie, you know, leads to. It was, uh, you know, I, I mean, I obviously knew, you know, it's no spoiler that the guy loses his hearing. But, you know, the the trip that it takes you on was, was very cool, I thought. I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. It kind of went in a place I didn't expect it to go and uh... – and the, the, I forget his name, the guy that played the main. You know, Riz, he was, um, he's like he's fantastic. Yeah. How did you feel about I know there's a lot of controversy about him wearing a Youth of Today sweatshirt. That yeah, people well, didn't think that they would be into Youth of Today. It, well, it's just funny because, like, the guy, like, I know that the guy was, like, you know, like an ex addict, but, like, he's still fucking smoking cigarettes wearing a Youth of Today shirt, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's got a he's got a call. Yeah, I've, I've never seen anybody cigarette. Jesus Christ! Wow. Hey, at, <laughs> at this age, I've never seen anybody in the world smoke a cigarette while wearing a youth of today shirt. You fucking kidding me? I've seen you know, dudes passed out or wearing minor threat shirts. In all fairness, I was shooting heroin while wearing minor threat shirts. There you go. <laughs> Boom. That's, that's yeah. just facts. I'm just throwing it out. The, the shirts we wear don't necessarily uh, reflect our actual morals. <laughs> um, but did you watch the movie? I haven't seen it yet. Did you see it, Steve? No, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Okay, I'm, I'm I wasted Tenet. time. I wasted three hours of my life wait, or watching Tenet instead. It's oh, a good you, film. What did you think of Tenet? I fucking hated that movie. Why? Um, I thought. All right, so. Christopher Nolan has all of a sudden become this guy who makes smart movies for dumb people. <laughs> like, you think this movie is trying to tell you a lot, but really it's like, you know, I just want to make cool effects that go backwards. 
And it's like, uh, you have no idea what's going on until like the hour 15 mark. Okay. And then once the hour 15 mark and everything starts getting better, you're like, oh, okay, that's what this movie's about. It's a stupid fucking heist movie. Like, <laughs> you get through the whole thing. And by the time you're done with it, you're just like, I did not care for that. And now it says, now it's basically like, well, if you watch it again, you'll care for it more. It's like, no, I don't want to. All right, well, I'm going to watch it eventually, but I, I wasn't like something that I needed to watch, but I will for sure. Did you watch it, Langan? Uh, no, I have not. All right, they don't have that at the library yet? I haven't checked on that one. <laughs> and and uh, just to piss off Chris Nolan, I watched it on my iPhone with motion smoothing on. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, what am I, my number three? Is that what I'm, is that what we're doing? Yes. No, we're, doing, we're up to number two, I thought. No, no, my number three, because I didn't do my three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my number three is The Gentleman. Um, I, got that, I got that at number two, so uh, okay. I'll jump in there. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I'm a big heist movie fan. I love it. I love things to do with uh, crime. Um, and uh, Guy Ritchie just, like, when he does it, you know, he does it great. Uh, he did have a lot of clunkers, but they, he did make some really cool movies. And I feel like this was kind of like a return to form. Colin Farrell's like characters, like the, the hip hop aspect of it. Um, great cast. Yeah, yeah, great cast. Yeah, no, the cast is fantastic. And, and it was fun to see Richie like get back to, I mean, uh, granted, while, what he does does not reinvent the wheel, obviously. No. It's very Tarantino. Yeah. Tarantino doesn't isn't the most original guy either. But the way they package it together when they do it right, there's no denying how much fun it is to watch. And uh, this movie did not disappoint. Great twist on it. But yeah. yeah, the cast was outstanding. And it was just good to see him back in form. Like from when he jumped out the gate with Snatch and, and um, uh, Lockstock, uh, his first one. Yeah. And he, he went very awry. <laughs> For a while. I mean, obviously, he was making yeah. bank doing whatever he did. He did the Sherlock Holmes films, right? Was yeah, that? Yeah. Those, 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 I'm sure he did well for himself, but the Madonna fucking uh, thing. Pussy will make you crazy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's that's how I I saw the gentleman as well. I was like, you know, it's not making any of my top ten or fifteen lists, but it was it was a decent movie. It's what I like to call a hangover movie, where like if you're hungover and you like just want to put something on that you know will be fun for two hours and you don't have to worry about anything gentlemen's perfectly fine for that yeah, it's not it's not too convoluted it's just it's just there and it does what it's supposed to do I, it's, I feel that way about the um fucking what was it the golden circle movie the kingsman oh, uh, movie. yeah 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 the ki- yeah yeah we're like they're not reinventing the wheel but hey, they're real fun to watch. Really fun to watch. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I thought you Grant crushed it. I thought he was real good. And I know I normally I don't know nothing about that guy. You know, he's like romantic comedy land mostly. But uh, no, you don't like Notting Hill. You telling me not Notting Hill? I've never seen guys? none of that shit, man. <laughs> you don't fuck <laughs> there are balls you know, right here. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, so basically, if you're hungover, watch the gentleman. According to Steve. I don't drink, but he's obviously encouraged me to, to break edge, which means that I, you know, I might have to listen. Just fucking wear a fucking minor threat t-shirt while you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can I just so- say I love it. I love how every now and then the main screen, it changes which one of you guys are, and every now and then Parker's ceiling pops up. Yeah, yeah man. Pretty dirty up there, bro. Who knew he was so vain? 
in a room full of men. I love it. <laughs> Look like us. Look like us. Okay, so then that brings us to the top two, man. That's this is a big deal. Um, my top two for sure are like two of the best movies I've ever seen. Um, so, Steve, give us your number two. Uh, my number two is Mank. Uh, the new David Fincher movie that just dropped on Netflix. Basically, David Fincher, it's David Fincher wanting to do a Citizen Kane remake, but instead of doing a remake of Citizen Kane, he just made a movie that's very similar to Citizen Kane, including like plot points and how the movie is filmed, but about the guy who wrote Citizen Kane. So it's about, it's about this dude, uh, the dude Mank, or Mankowitz. Um, and it's his struggles with writing it, um, struggles of old Hollywood, and it echoes our political times right now with socialism versus like this stay the course type situation. Um, it has his interactions with who would and then be the 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 protagonist of uh, Citizen Kane. Um, I don't want to get too big into this. If no, if nobody's watched Citizen Kane, like yeah. maybe, maybe like you shouldn't watch this movie. <laughs> Is this with Gary Oldman? At the same time, yeah, yeah, Gary Oldman fucking holds this movie together and is brilliant the whole time. Um, and again, it's a David Fincher movie, so it's beautiful. It's black and white. It, there's no color version of it. They shot it in black and white, but it's it's all in like. 4K HD as well, so it's just a beautiful-looking movie. Beautiful sets. Amanda Seyfried probably deserves an Oscar for her performance. Like, just engrossing movie. Like, if you ever just want to sit down and watch an engrossing... Like, if you love movies, and you just want to watch a movie about one of the greatest movies ever made, this is a great way to spend two hours. (laughs) So, Amanda Seyfried seems to have, like, a... Her, you know, she she has like a new career. Like she was in First Reformed. Uh, she's been doing a lot of cool stuff lately. You know, she she's been from, from where she started. I think she has like a, a set. Um, and funny enough, like her husband started following my band on Instagram, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" And I clicked on, and it said his name is Thomas, whatever, and his wife is Amanda. And I'm like, Why are you liking all our videos? Get him on the get her on the show, bro. That's it. That's what. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, break that oh. angle, son. Yeah, he, he has in his profile just says husband of Amanda Seyfried. Doesn't say anything else. So when you click on it, you're like, oh, okay, that's who that guy is. We'll do that too. <laughs> no, he's an actor too. He's an actor. Um, but yeah, all right, cool. That sounds. Great. But yeah, no, they directed the shit out of that movie. I don't know, I. It was one of those movies where, like, Wait, hold, I know I have to watch this because it's... Hold on, because, uh, Parker, all I hear is that paper. It sounds like, oh, you're, I'm sorry, man. Sounds like you're eating potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, I think they were munchos, actually. <laughs> Let's see. It was one of those movies that I kind of... <laughs> finish, oh, finish her up. I just, I just, just kind of... Listen... I just want to talk about Mank and <laughs> <laughs> how great Mank was. Just want to talk about my Mank. Yeah. All right. I want to put some Mank on it. Yeah. Mank <laughs> um, on that hang low. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying 
to slather it with make and try to get stuff going for it. But yeah, no, it's Gary Oldman and he's fantastic. David Fincher directed the hell out of it. And it's actually written by his father, his late dad. So if you like 1930s Hollywood, give it a go. (laughs) Um, Personal question. So are you a lefty or a righty? Uh, for when I make? Yeah. <laughs> it's a righty. Yeah. Yeah. So RoboCop has that, that, that just, you know, that job. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like RoboCop, RoboCop takes care of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yo, Langan. With precision, my friend. With precision. <laughs> what was your number two, Langan? It was the, uh, oh, it was the, the gentleman gen- also. So I'll throw out one other quick honorable mention then. Uh, there was a film called The Traitor, an Italian film. Okay. But the guy who betrayed uh, the mob, the first person from La Crosa Nostra that testified against them in his own. Joe Valachi? That? Joe Valachi? Uh, what's his fucking name? Ta- Tommaso Busetta. Oh, okay. And, his uh, last name is Busetta? Yeah, isn't that ironic? Yeah. I also get a kick out of that. Uh, but I got to throw it out there. Good, uh, ma- if you're into mob movies, then you should be. If you got, if oh. you're a guy, yeah, and uh, <laughs> traitor. Yeah, we got Andolfo in there. <laughs> if you're a guy, do me a favor. Watch, watch this movie. Every man and, uh, don't must like a Emma. <laughs> I never heard that. Don't watch the Emma. That's got a girl. Go from the library. Like. What? I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> Yo, uh, Parker, uh, give me your number two. Number two, uh, we actually spoke about on the Halloween episode we did, and I had a fucking blast watching this movie, fucking all-star cast, and they just announced a sequel for it, so I'm going fucking Hubie's Halloween. <laughs> Yo, I love that movie. I I think I only read, like, one bad review about this movie, and everybody else fucking had a blast, and so did I. Yeah, it's it just... It's, it, it, uh... Go ahead, Steve. No, all right. Uh, it's like Bill and Ted. Like, it's one of those movies where it was just like, man, I need, Halloween's not going to really happen, right? Like, I just need something. And boom, Adam Sandler was like, I got you, fam. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> For real, It was visual, <laughs> visual comfort food. It was cinematic mac and cheese. It really, yeah. it, it really was that. Yeah. It, it just, like, you see him and this just, like, um... This, this neighborhood and like these characters that are all there and it's 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 something that I could watch every Halloween for sure you know him like throwing up the thermos like everything about it is so stupid but it wasn't like sometimes he makes a movie that's so dumb that it it just it is dumb this movie just had like everything about it worked and I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe as as me and Karen sat down and watched this I was like this is actually really fun, entertaining, and everything that he was going for, I think he kind of nailed. Uh, and, and you know what? A twist. Yeah, even a twist. Like, And he's, he has a stupid face and accent the whole movie. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> he loves to go to that accent, man. He loves that. He's like yelling. At I just, I laughed when he was just like, uh, you know, his daughter who's in the movie opens up the door and he yell, she yells. And he yells, and he's like, "Ah, what are we screaming at?" Like he just—it uh, was just so dumb. <laughs> it. 
Um, and, you know, coming mm. off of Uncut Gems, which was like one of the, like, I think my favorite movie of last year. Very cool. Good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So that brings us to number one. I, I, or did I? Oh, no. I didn't do my number two. Why yeah, did no, I, you didn't you go with your number two. No, don't, don't sell yourself out. Come on. <laughs> Keep skipping myself. <laughs> All right. So my number two is Possessor. So Brandon Kronberg's yeah. Possessor. Is that your number one, Steve? It is my number one. All right, so let's do it. Um, I, so yeah, my number one's possessive. Yeah, speak, speaking <laughs> of Christopher Nolan, this seems like such a Christopher Nolan fucking plot, you know. Um, I, it I, does, but it's it's so Cronenberg. It's, it's like imagine being the guy who had to grow up with David Cronenberg as your dad. Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah, dad's doing some weird shit again. Yeah. Why are the couches made of flesh, Dad? <laughs> why, why is everything pulsating, Dad? Um, but this is it's a, it's a it's a high concept sci-fi thriller. Like high concept, yeah. I I I really love the idea of um, a person who has to play like uh, there's a movie called um, Holy Motors from years ago. It's a French director. Mr. X or whatever who did it and it's about a guy who has to inhabit he, he you follow him on his day and he inhabits different characters so it's kind of like the life of an actor this while it, while that is completely different than this this it's the idea of somebody having to convince other people that they they are another person while knowing absolutely nothing about that person's actual life and habits and I, I thought it was great. And then you've got like that interplay of somebody being stuck in a body they don't want to be in. It's just, it's amazing. It, it's, yeah. It's, everything about like, it. Was, it's I, a fantastic. Just fantastic. Like everything you said, like um, it has assassins. It has like this like high concept fucking plot. Um, it just, it had an ending that just leaves you fucking floored. Um, you know, I, obviously... You could even tell, like, the budget wasn't all the way there. But if I, I couldn't even imagine how ridiculous it would be if it had, like, a $10 million budget, you know? But it, it just... It, right, that's the thing. Yeah, or or even, like, a series. Like, it, if it you give, a 10 If you give a movie like this... Right, if you give a movie like this, like, a huge budget, budget you're going to end up with a movie that looks ridiculous. Like, at, at some point, you're just going to be like, come on. Like this is just a bit too much. Yeah. So by having a, uh, if you end up with a tenant, so <laughs> you know, like maybe yeah. With possessor, like you have this feel of old school Cronenberg. You really do. With like this high concept sci fi movie that's also about you know like it's about relationships. It's about a bunch of different things. Yeah. And it's all melded together into this thriller that you're that you actually care about both sides of the situation as well. It's 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 by far one of the best movies I've seen in the last ten years. Like I thought it was great. I know Langan, you had it in your honorable mentions. Yeah, no, I I, I love the fact too that there's you know Cronenberg is so unique and and missed, and the fact that his son is carrying on that style in an era of where technology is even more. I would love to see, you know, uh, I would love to see him do like another, uh, 
like video drone, but not not a remake or something like that. But with diff, with the new technology we have now, I would love to see him envision that. But I just it was refreshing to 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 know that somebody's out there doing that style and it's fun, you know. Yeah, and well, anti viral was kind of his video I drone. Like that as much. I don't know why. It just oh no, I love that. <laughs> I, I there's parts of me that go back and forth all the time arguing which one's better. But anti viral I didn't see it yet. Definitely his his video drone. <laughs> I didn't see it yet, so I'm, I'm gonna definitely uh yeah, I, I gotta watch I know it's up on AMC Plus, which I man, it what, is. what what a great service that is. I I'll, well, I'll talk about that. So later. let's do a half hour commercial for AMC Plus <laughs> and how great it is. Not without <laughs> them paying us, son. We're doing that in the next segment. We're doing that in the next segment when we talk to Brian Marr, who's about to chime in, and we do, uh, you know, because I have Gangs of London up on uh, up on there. Um, oh, Gangs of we London! We got an all star so lineup here today on the twenty twenty. We do. Yeah, We're going yeah. all around the country, zooming. This, this is how you get. No, you've you've made it. Yo, this is how you AZ in the house. We have we have a similar deal to Joe Rogan on Spotify. Similar, <laughs> and that involves an exchange of money. It's just that I pay them ten bucks a month. And I don't really. <laughs> um, so that brings us to what was your number one? Uh, no, your what? What are we doing? Your number one? Did you do your number one? I don't know, Langan. Yeah, I did mine. It's up to uh, I don't know who's Langan. next. Langan, what's your number one? My number one is a film called Beats. Uh, it's um, a Scottish film. It came out over there again last year. Hit us about June, I think. I want to say. Um, very much, uh, it involves two Scottish lads, we'll call them, um, <laughs> in 1994. Um, both got some issues going on at home. They're trying to they're get money together to go to a rave, which was a scene I was heavily involved with back then. So it scratched a nostalgic itch and got it right. Like a lot of times, movies miss the whole rave experience. They don't get it right. They yeah. never do the music, whatever. This thing, if you were in that scene or around that time, you will relate to it. And it's very much in the vein of, a, um, let's say, in a Days of Confuse or more of a, a Detroit Rock City. Oh, There's man. a couple of friends. They have a singular goal like that you would have as a teenager, you know, uh, to go to a certain event or whatever and have some mind-melting time or whatever. And uh, the soundtrack is killer. Like, they nailed all the real artists that were making good music back then. Um, you could tell a real underground head made it. Uh, very beneath the surface. It wasn't a big release or anything like that. But um, what is that noise? Oh, are you? Is anyone watching TV or something? Yeah, I've just been. I'm Loki. I've just been watching another movie to see. Another... Hear it? Oh, have you? <laughs> no. Oh no. Yeah, I mean, just... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, if you are, like, I don't know, Parker, I don't know what you're doing, but if, if it just... None, man, I've just been sitting there. Oh, weird, I'm picking something else up. But yeah, all right, yeah. I never heard of Beats, but if it's yeah. your number one, I'm definitely going to have to watch it, and uh, I love doing drugs at Rave, so... You, you, if you have been to one, especially when they actually get to it, I mean, it's one of my top, uh, top films I've ever seen that actually got the vibe, the look, the sound, uh, uh, everything right of that genre you know and uh but it, besides that again that accuracy it's just a good story with two friends trying to go on this you know goal it's not that simple so if you weren't involved in the scene or whatever okay i still appreciate it but if you were you really will cool 
Um, so Parker, give me a number one. So number one is actually a stand-up uh, comedy special by this guy named Jimmy O. Yang. Good deal. And uh, this dude was on the show Silicon Valley that I was absolutely addicted to. He played this character, Jin Yang. And him and T.J. Miller just fucking played off of each other amazingly. And then, funny enough, T.J. Miller left the show. And then I kind of like, you know, washed my hands with the show. Because I thought that he, when he fucking left, I thought that that fucking show tanked completely. But uh, this stand-up was fucking hysterical. I was laughing from beginning to end with this fucking guy. Okay. Uh, where'd you watch it? It was on, uh, it was either Prime or Netflix. I forget what it was. <laughs> All right. Um, so that brings me to number one, which was your number four, Steve. Um, I think it's a cinematic masterpiece. Uh, I don't think another movie has hit me the way this movie has hit me the way um, it was very disturbing. It's the movie Swallow. I thought visually it was fucking gorgeous. I thought the, the actress was so perfect. Um, it was like watching the movie Happiness. It felt like a Todd Salons movie. I felt like I was fucking... Just like by the end of the movie, I, I just looked at my girlfriend. I was just like, that was fucking heavy. Like that was just such a, he it's when, when people talk about horror movies, um, you know, it's fun to see like slasher stuff like this, but man, when you get to something that's so horrific uh, when it comes to like humans and uh, human behavior and just this girl who was so like uh, traumatized by these events that happened in her life, that it just kind of like went on to haunt her as her uh, as she got older. Man, this is like you know, this is like the real horror. Like when you really think, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's. I I agree with that, and I also I also think like the 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 whole the whole point of her swallowing things that are more and more harmful for her, just as an escape and as freedom for her. Was a big message that it's just like, yeah, sometimes you do crazy shit to escape from things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it, at the end of the day, it's a movie, and you know she's not really, like, swallowing these things, but, man, they made oh, you really... It felt like you're, like, looking at her going, like, please don't swallow that, you know? And uh, right. <laughs> it's it just... It was... The, and the, the color tones in the movie were fantastic. Amazing. Like, Amazing. Like, yeah. The best color tones I've seen since that movie Revenge. Just like visually, like, wow. Like whoever, you know, the cinematography was just fucking fantastic. Um, yeah, that, that it, I'll, I'll forever remember Swallow just because it, it, it's so, you know, at this age to watch things that make you feel uncomfortable. Um, it's just, it's, it's something for sure, you know, like, and, and I watched this movie and I was like, holy shit, this is like really, man, that actress just nailed it. She fucking nailed it. So yeah. Man. Like, I, I and it's all like this, this slow creeping horror too. It's not even like, it's like straight off, like this is horrific. Yeah. It just, it's as it ramps up and ramps up and ramps up. Yeah. Just, just out of control. Like I could watch somebody getting like, his head destroyed and their brains destroyed and all that for hours. And I'd be like, Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Swallow. I finished. And I'm like, Oh Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Feel I don't remember. Did you have it on your list? Part, uh, Langan? I didn't like it. 
You didn't like it. That's right. <laughs> but like you like the you like the movie about people putting things in their butts. Of course I did. <laughs> you didn't like the thing about the people putting things I've in their mouth. I've seen better movies with swallowing the title on Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Nah. Seriously. Um. I I love. Uh, I like psychological horror. I like stuff like that. Uh, and Somar was one of my favorite films of the year it came out. I am into that kind of style, but um. I, I like the premise of it. I give it credit for a balls ending, balls out ending. Very disturbing. The cinematography was great. I did not, uh, I, I didn't, the characters were a little thin to me. I, I, I didn't buy that this girl would marry into this family. I didn't buy, because she was weird from the jump. Like, I don't know. I just didn't even see their relationship. Didn't make sense to me. And, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying it's hor a horrible movie. I just didn't rank <laughs> it as highly as you guys. Yeah, I, I that, that blows my mind. And also, just to finish up here, you hated Becky as well, which I, I had in my top yeah. fifteen. Terrible. Why didn't you like? <laughs> I thought it was just great. I thought it was. It was like absurd. I don't know. Like I, 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 I mean, I mentioned it's. I, I like the you know, like a I don't need to see like, Kevin James doing he was, anything. He was honestly. awful. Like it was. Like, okay, you grew a beard, and I am believing you're some, like, badass neo-Nazi or whatever. But uh, no, no, boy. And then this preteen girl all of a sudden is, like, John Wick, like, out of the, like, randomly. Like, I don't know. I couldn't get past it. I just thought it was, it was so fun because it was so violent, yeah. and the guys that did cooties did it. And I was I'll take the hunt. I, the hunt satisfies that for me. I thought that was well done. I, Becky, like, I didn't care for it. Yeah. I like, um... I like the hunt. I just thought Becky was bad. I like the hunt. Anyway, Steve, thank you for yeah, coming man. in and hanging out with us, being the first guest of the uh, best of 2020. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm happy to be put up first. Can I also – I wanted to just uh, say one, one thing that we didn't bring up. There are two documentaries this year that I thought were fantastic. Sure. One is that Clash Act, Class Action Park. Oh, my God, yeah. Good uh, call. Yeah, Good call. Yeah. And uh, the other one is that Jasper Mall one. I don't oh, know if anybody. Saw, I saw that. That should have added a fuck. Yeah. And the, both of those were like really like Class Action Park was just fun. Yeah. <laughs> because you remember growing up and being like, man, I want to go to Action Park, and then going to Action Park and being like, I don't want to be here anymore. You're so right. I was the same way. I, you know, I was there like a few, a handful of times because it was always like do you want to go to Great Adventures or Action Park? And we would, I'm like, do I want to walk around wet all day or go on rides? But the times that we did go to, to Action Park, I'm like, holy shit, my, my cousin like sliced his knee off on the Alpine. Like when you thought about it, I didn't think anything of it. Yeah, it was right? like a slab of concrete. You just yeah, like hurtled down. It wasn't even a thought. We just thought it was funny. <laughs> and then now you see this documentary and I'm like, I guess it was kind of fucked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, it's the same as like those those things they let you play with in uh, elementary school, like those little hands, those scooters that you put your butt on yeah, and oh, scoot yeah. it around, and like you definitely <laughs> hurt your finger every single time you were on that thing. Yeah. Well, like, on a hill, a concrete slab on a hill with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you because, mentioned yeah, Jasper Mall, though. I didn't know a lot of people, other people that seen that movie. That that was like a, such a great sad. Oh yeah, of the the underbelly rotting out of this country. 
And and I, I'm kind I like I keep I keep feelers out for documentaries on like malls and like what's happening and yeah. you know dilapidated malls and what's going on. But Jasper Mall was one of those was one of those movies where it's definitely got this like this undercurrent of everything's terrible. But the the one janitor guy like seems to be positive about pretty much everything the whole time. Yeah, that guy takes his job seriously. Respect. Uh, and like the kid, the kid that comes in to get a job at the shoe store, and he's like, "Nah, you're working here, trash. Your life is you're trash. Gonna clean that this bathroom gets disgusting." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't watched Jasper Mall, I think it's on Prime, it's on Prime and on Prime, it, yeah. um, it it is fantastic. Cool. So let me, you know, let, let's say goodbye. We're gonna bring Mar and yeah. Steve. Thank you for doing it. Thanks, and, man. Uh, I will hey, thanks for having me. All right, the cleansing uh, hour rules. <laughs> Later. Later. Cleansing hour is bad. <laughs> Yo, there Yo. he is. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. What up? Parker, why am I looking up at you like you're like I'm on an operating table right now? <laughs> yeah, man. Stealing only view, baby. Yeah, He's God. Just, Damn. He's, he's not camera ready today. No. Makeup department fucking fell short. Yeah. I feel like I'm like the guy in the operation game, and you're like ready to like just hit that POV on me, man. <laughs> you no, know, we um, we're, we're just gonna do this is just for us, but I'm gonna pull the audio. So this we're not gonna do like a video thing. Yeah, but this is classic shit you're losing. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to pull your dick out, whatever you got to do, that's cool. So there ain't enough room on this screen, motherfucker, and you know that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Yo, so welcome back. This is your third time on the show, I believe, right? Catching up to Malamo, dude. Fucking Almost, yeah, yeah. You gotta watch. You gotta watch it number four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the enigmatic um, watch, I know. Yeah, is another one I gotta catch up to. So we're going to talk about uh favorite TV shows of 2020. Um man. So much stuff. Like I'm like making this list, and I'm just like, how am I? How am I going to get it down? So just like the last thing, we're going to do our five favorites and five honorable mentions. If you haven't seen those, or or you don't have enough, then you know we'll, whatever we have. I think I have uh, five and five, so I'm good. Um, I've got five favorites and one honorable mention. You know what was weird though was like figuring out what even happened this year because June feels like it was six years ago. You know, yeah. so it's like. I had to look. I was like, was that in 2020? Like, I, I looked. You know? I, I looked. I went on Google because I forgot. I forgot Ozark came out this year. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot like, so many things came out. Um, but, yeah, yo, you just – speaking of your band, um, you guys put out a video recently, which I thought did very well, and I thought a lot of people dug it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, on our end – people who like us and support us all seem to love it. But then it got reposted on Punkers TV, which is on Instagram. I don't know if you guys follow that, but they put up all sorts of videos and that got us way more fucking views than we could have ever gotten on our own. And the doom scrolling of the comments began, you know, but it was all most, the, the biggest one was take off the mask. Why are you wearing a mask? Communist pussy, you know, you and your fucking masks, this and that. And it was like, it's an artifact for this moment. Do you not get that? I mean, it's like the St. Anger drum sound. It's something that's going to like, you know, resonate with this time period. And it's a tongue in cheek joke. Not that I, of course we wear masks. I mean, whatever, we're courteous people, you know, like, in fact, we were supposed to go do this thing called, um, 
lampshade sessions, which we had to reschedule because we had like a COVID scare within our pod. You know, nobody had it luckily, but people next to people next to people did. So, you know, we took the precautions and didn't want to be part of the spreader event, you know? Sure. So, you know what? Like, fuck you herd immunity motherfuckers. We, <laughs> so, um, there, we, did the, say. we did the same thing. So we just put a video up on Punkers TV. It's the third time we did it. And I knew for some reason on this last video that we made, being that it was so synth heavy that I was like, I don't think these guys are going to like it. And sure enough, they got, <laughs> yo, there's some good comments under our video, but it got like 5,000, 5,000 views and like, you know, 200 or 300 likes. But the comments were like, um, this is like, this band is a giant fat chorus of pussies. <laughs> Uh, another one just wrote pop music. Yeah, I went and looked into like the people who were actually commenting and actually started looking at their profiles. And it was what I expected. Like, yeah. you know, Floridian swamp people, gun nuts saying that we're not punk. It's like, all right, well, you're wrestling a gator, you know, whatever, dude. <laughs> it's also like the, the uh, Punkers TV is great. Great curation. It's, it's, it's out of Europe. Um, they have like 150,000 followers. So it brings you to a different audience, but in between the stuff that they, um, that they promote, um, you know, there's like UK subs, there's like misfit. It's yeah. such a like real legit, like punk thing. Of course. There's so a lot, a lot of dead and, and black suit youth up against crass. Yeah. And, you know, idols and shit like that. You know, it, it's a different fucking thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. But we, we, um, Man, it, it, what was another good comment? Like, it was like, these guys definitely all met at a support group for craft beer, baby. I, it was just something, <laughs> you know, it was like the funniest shit. And I'm like, this is great. Like, these comments were really funny. And they're just like young kids who, you know, like when I was younger and somebody would play me Led Zeppelin or whatever, I would be like, oh, this is just fun. This isn't punk enough. Um, so I, I get it. And it's funny. And, and, you know, the more people you reach, the more people that are just not gonna, there's an opportunity for them not to like you. You yeah. know, like Metallica will put out a cover of, uh, you know, like a version of Blackened that will make people's hearts stop because it's so terrible. And they're the biggest band on the planet, you know? So it's, it's just the more people you reach, the more people that are just gonna be like, I don't like that. But I was gonna say, so you get all the comments like you suck, whatever. And then of course you get this, look at this lump of fucking text. that <laughs> just goes on Word and on. <laughs> yeah. That's like the next fucking level of, I don't know, fucking, you're, I don't, I'm not even going to read what this fucking shit says. <laughs> this is my psychopath, you know what I mean? Like, like. <laughs> Yo, so let's talk TVs. Um, let's start with our guest. You said you have one honorable mention as far as best TV shows of 2020, so give it to me. Yeah, I'm just going to give it to you. I don't really judge reality shows as being actual TV script. You know what, even though it kind of is, but I want to give my honorable mention in that vein to The Cabin with Burke Chrysler, which I thought was hysterical. Uh, you know, yeah. If, if yeah. you haven't seen it, it's, you know, comedian Burke Chrysler goes to a cabin to get healthy and just invites all his friends to come drink and do drugs with him. You know, that was funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, he's one of those dudes that's like, um, he's so popular and it's due to like the Rogan effect and like these yeah. guys that are all on each other's podcasts. He's one of those guys that people seem to love, but I, I don't know. Like I see Burke Chrysler and I'm just like, I, I almost get FOMO. I'm like, am I supposed to like this guy? Like, I don't get what he does. He's, He's like- got one huge hit. I Am The Machine is just, uh, it's just a, a viral comedy thing that's world known. And from that, not that, look, he's really funny. He's done tons of shit since then. But I mean, yeah. 
that's his fucking like Led Zeppelin four right out the gate, you know, like <laughs> he can, he can parlay that forever, you know? Yeah. More than his up, I like, I, I do like him. Uh, uh, I like the show he does with Bill Burr, Bill yeah. Burr podcast. I like him as a person. He seems like a fun dude. He seems like really a fun person. life. Like, yeah. Always a good time. And uh, when him with Tom Segura is always gold and stuff. So more than his stand-up, but I love him as a podcast. I love him trying to compete with Segura, and the Segura always blows him out of the water. So, like, the yeah. contest yeah. was insane. That fucking video that Segura did where he assassinates him at the end. Yeah, <laughs> that. it's incredible. Those guys are those guys are great. Um, so Langan, do you have any honorable TV mentions? Well, you know what? I told you earlier, like I didn't watch much TV this year, so I'm kind of sitting this one back okay. a little bit. I watched a little bit. I jumped in because I'm sure what what I would have seen, someone's gonna mention higher up. I got so. I got a bunch of dumb shit for sure. But Parker, do you have anything that you want to throw in? I got a bunch of honorables. So I have Monsterland. Okay, that was good. Lovecraft Country. Okay. Uh, Goldberg's obviously still going on, still watching it. Uh, Fear City, that miniseries that was on Netflix. That was good. Uh, McMillions. Oh, that was good, yeah. And uh, I'm a I sucker for Jeff Goldblum, and he's actually got a show on Disney Plus called The World According to Jeff Goldblum, so I awesome. jumped into that. Okay, cool. Um, so me, I'm going to do my honorables. Let's see. Um, there, this is a show that just came out. So there's only two episodes, but Your Honor on Showtime, fucking great. Like They're Brian Cranston, yeah. it's, uh, you know, I guess the, the, the premise that you could read about is just, you know, his son accidentally kills someone. And, you know, Brian Cranston is a judge and, you know, a lie gets told. And from there, it just keeps fucking snowballing. And you won't really get much from like, like after reading that stuff, but it's, it's in the two episodes, it's very tense. Um, it's hard for, I guess, direction. It's all about direction because the direction really feels like a, almost like a Safety Brothers thing where it's like it builds this tension and you're watching. You're like, what is going to happen? And it's very, very tense. But only two episodes so far, and I, I think it's going to be really good. Um, I really enjoyed the Euphoria episode, which was the special that they put out. Um, that was one of my favorite shows of last year. This one is just they had one special episode uh sam levinson who's barry levinson's son you know created the show wrote this episode and for someone like me who's like 22 years sober um watching you know the, the episode is just this one setting it's them in a diner you know the main character rue and and the, this other you know uh, drug dude uh like maybe her sponsor i forget so listening to this conversation really hit home with me because i i've been both those people like you hear the drug addicted like young kid and then you hear like the older person that's like talking to them and just like this world that they create and they talk for like an hour and it's just so it hit home with me because i felt like i've been both of those people you know and 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 sam levinson has like you know he he's he came from a drug background as well so i think it's it's very legit as far as that's concerned um let's see uh talking about amc plus gang of london i'm five episodes in on that fantastic um it's kind of like uh wow so i'm trying to think um uh, all right so the the guy who directed the raid directed the first few episodes um it, there's a murder that happens like there's like a, a commission in london with all these crime groups and in the first like, you know, five or 10 minutes of it, what happens 
is is that that hierarchy the, the highest dude of like the boss of all bosses gets killed and from there no one knows why no one knows who did it all like it's just like everything that happens all these like the uh the, the dealings that all these gangs in London have, like all, you know, like the, the, they're all figuring out who did it, why they did it. And um, from there, it's just like this unraveling that happens and the violence is fucking amazing. What era is it in? Like, like Peaky Blinders today. or like current times? Or no, like- no, today, today, for sure. It's so good. AMC Plus has so much good stuff. Um, completely worth every dollar that I drop on it. Uh, two more honor- honorable mentions. The Outsider on HBO, which I, I, I feel like was definitely very good maybe a little too long in the middle uh dead to me was fucking great season two this this uh, on netflix so good um and then uh, you know the show that everyone knows that i keep talking about that came out six years ago that i finally watched (laughs) you're the worst is by far i watched 62 episodes of this show i i don't binge shows and this show was so good it's on Hulu, but it was originally on FXX. 62 episodes, five seasons, not one bad episode, not one bad character. It was probably the best show I've seen in my life. I can't believe how fucking funny it was from beginning to end. It, it Just five seasons of, of perfect TV. So I wanted to throw that in the honorable mentions because it's a show that I just binged the fuck out of. And everyone, it's hilarious. The 23 minute episodes um aya cash is amazing and uh i can't say enough about it that's just you know i gotta ask you man yeah i try i put it on last night yeah i'm two episodes in and i'm not totally feeling it yet how what what, where am i okay where should i here here's the thing i relate to these characters because you're married with a kid which means somewhere along the way you're functional in a relationship um to me these two characters should not be together and it's kind of like every girlfriend i've ever had that's how i met where i'm like well we're not together we're just we'll hang out Mm. and they're kind of like just two of the worst people that should never be together yet somehow sometimes (laughs) they stay together um they're terrible people they're like if if uh, always sunny type people every character in that show is just terrible they're all terrible but they're so likable. I'm going to keep with it because you yeah. know how you you're how, right. how was that first sex scene, though? Oh, yeah. It was like softcore porn. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, like, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, these, like, they're fucking, they're basically, it was more extreme than shit you see on HBO. Yes. All right, yes, so. Max. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I can't, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I love that you can't see Parker. <laughs> Ghost. Uh, all right, so let's let's start this off. Number five TV show of 2020, Brian Marr. Um, well, you already mentioned it, but uh, actually, The Outsider um, with Castle Rock kind of getting canceled. It was, I think, it was a good continuation to that creepiness of what the fuck is going on kind of show. Yeah, I got, I got I, you know, I didn't find that it was as long in the middle as you did. I thought it was all these like little like layers were kind of unfurling with it, and it was really cool graphically, you know, and. HBO did a lot of killer stuff this year. Like awesome. I was kind of toggling between that and Lovecraft Country, but I feel like Outsider, just with Ben Mendelsohn, I think really he did great, good job. I thought that kind of drove it home for me as like you know, solid mention. You know, Ben Ben Mendelsohn, like he, like man, he murdered that role. He yeah. did so great in that role. Um, Everything he does is awesome. I'd never dislike him in anything. You know, yeah. 
did you watch that other what was he in like bloodline that was the, the netflix show that he did that people like um but yeah the outsider i thought started off so strong um second episode was insane <laughs> no no i think like the first two and like the last two were definitely the strong ones um but i i, I didn't mind the story you know it, it was very slow i just feel like somewhere in the middle it, it Somewhere in the middle is what made it go from top five to honorable mention for me. Gotcha. I really, I mean, I dug especially the middle parts when it really focused on that, you know, the woman with all those, with the, you know, her incredible mind and how she operated and whatnot. Like, I forget her name because January was seven years ago at this point. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, she was great. I, I found her, that character fascinating. Like, again, you don't see a character like that so often, you know? Like, yeah. No, you're right. You're, you're so right, for sure. The Outsider. Uh, Langan, what do you got for number five? I got nothing. <laughs> okay, cool. So, Parker, what do you have for number five? Number five, um, I started watching this show that's actually still on, and it started five years ago, so I just took a shot on it, and it's called uh, Superstore. So, it's a comedy, and it's on, I think it was originally on NBC. I started watching it on Hulu, and it's by the, uh, the main writer of The Office. So, it's the same type of humor. I mean, if you go into this Show, uh, you know, you go into the show, you can see that, you know, there's a Michael Scott character, there's a Dwight character, you know, yada, yada, yada. But it pretty much takes place in like a Target or a Walmart, just these people's just everyday, you know, life, everyday jobs. So, Superstore. Is yeah, this, the announcement just got canceled, so the end is nigh. There you go. <laughs> is it like uh, 30 minutes? Is it like a sitcom? Yeah, it's a sitcom. It's a half an hour. You know, it's uh, the, I mean, the, the manager is one of the guys from, uh, <laughs> from uh, uh kids in the hall funny enough one of the actors from kids in the hall okay and uh that it's, it's just it's one of those you know kind of like andalfo was talking about like a hangover movie like this is definitely something you don't, really don't need to pay attention to but it's it's definitely filled with laughs okay cool um so what do you have for number four uh, i'm going with season two of the boys man okay uh that's actually exactly what i have at number do you give your five sam Oh, no, you're right. What am I saying? Hold on. Sorry, I need to keep forgetting yourself, bro. I, I do keep forgetting good. myself. Number five is The Boys. <laughs> so just like you. So <laughs> number five, season two of The Boys. So um, I thought season one was better. Yeah. But it's just because it was so – maybe just, it was just so, like – I hate comic book shit, and this was just, like, the antithesis of that. It was just like, it was like Brightburn, but like a series. Um, so when the second season came out, man, I was, I was pretty excited and it delivered. I thought it was great. I, the, the, the new like, uh, you know, uh, characters that were in it, um, the fucking dick scene in that. And it also had the Nazi Stormfront, <laughs> who I was like, who is this adorable girl? And let me rate her IMDb, which is what brought me to... Um, you're the worst and everything that she's been on since um she was also in a movie called scare me which i thought was really good as well but yeah man season two of the boys just uh butcher is like the best character on that show everything he says is just a quotable um i never used the word cunt before because it just never really fits into my dialect but when he, too. <laughs> when he says don't be a cunt i'm like yeah don't be a fucking cunt <laughs> <laughs> you got the kid to say it but also like i love him and i love homelander because they are kind of two sides of the same coin and i feel like this this season 
you know, maybe at the very end had a couple of pitfalls, but they upped the ante with the villains. Because you're thinking, how could they even be worse than last season? But yeah, you have Stormfront and Lamplighter, who are both just incredibly horrible people, but awesome to watch, you know? Like, yeah, very good. And you're right, Homelander is... Uh, I love that dude. So he was in a show called Banshee, and it's funny because he was the, the hero of that. And he is so despicable as Homelander. And a lot of, like, the... Um, you know, the current political stuff, like, I mean, you, you get, it'd be hard to overlook, you know, like what they were liking him to. Uh, and, and I thought it was very well done. Great season. Uh, looking forward to season three, man. I just so far two of the best seasons on TV that I've ever seen. It's just amazing how a show like that. Uh, and I think Amazon did very well with it, you know? So it's, it's funny, like these streaming sites make, some of the best content and the boys is definitely up there. Yeah, you have to, it's an arms race for subscribers. You got to deliver shit that everybody wants and you got to have like your hands maiden's tail and you got to have the comic book shit to compete against the ones that Netflix has or whoever else, you know? Yeah. Because these days, like, uh, you know, um, I was watching a show called, uh, you know, just cause my girlfriend wants to watch it. Big sky. That's originally on channel seven, ABC. Uh, but they're playing it on uh, Hulu. And it's just like, I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of these network shows now are just for like older people that don't want subscriptions to anything. Dinosaurs, man. Because I'm like watching this show and I'm like, it's good, but it's not like great. It's just like, you know, like everybody loves rain. Like, it's like one of those things where you're just like, this is okay. But like, you know that there's much better stuff on like fucking, you know, I don't know, Amazon or like, my wife was watching some show. I forgot what the fuck it was called. It was like, some network show. But at some point, it must have gotten canceled on the networks and then went to the streaming services because all of a sudden, they're saying, fuck, and it's getting more graphic yeah. and shit that goes on. So that happens, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love that. I You know, I for sure. Now that you're, you know, the, the way that you could write, you know, you can't write the way people normally speak. And sometimes you, sometimes you say, fuck, it just happens. Yeah. It just restricts you. And it's like, sometimes it's like, ah, whatever. Um, so... What do you have up there? Anything, Langan? Nah, I mean, I just i i i watched a ton of movies this year. I just stared Listened at the to a ton of music. Yeah, read a lot of books, but I just didn't watch a lot of TV. Yeah, what's so a, what's, a t- what's a TV show that uh, you want to shout out that you grew up watching? Jeffersons. That I grew up. I I loved your post today about that. <laughs> no, cool. I know. Like, I I watched. You know. I watched a couple, like a lot of true crime series. I watched a couple of things, but nothing worth mentioning. I know, and I know one of the things that I did watch, though. I'm, I'd be shocked if someone didn't mention here. So I'm not just gonna throw it out, and you know, I'll jump in when they mention it. Just throw it out. What are you gonna say? Argo season four. Argo. Fargo. Oh, I didn't watch it. Oh no. Do you have it on your list? I've only seen the movie. I never watched the show. So. Oh, okay. Um, then I'll speak, I'll speak on it because I did watch it. Uh, okay. I've been a fan of that show from the jump. Um, I, I love the movie. Not a big fan of the Coen brothers, but when that series came out originally, I, I checked I it out. With first, with that. I, just saw, I just saw the first season of it and I loved it. Yeah, it's that that season is is amazing. And Billy Bob Thornton is legendary. So uh, good. Uh, one of the best heavies I've ever seen. How but, does um, it relate to the movie? Like, is it? Like a continuation? Or every, every year, it's a different crime story okay. in that Midwestern area. But the first it, seems like it's related to the movie way more. The first more, the first more than anything else post that. 
Yeah. Like uh, it, it, every season's different. It's like American Horror Story. Every season's different, except it has different characters and it's actually good. Um, <laughs> so it's it, uh, season four. It's not as good as season one. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it, it's fantastically. It's one of the best. It's some of the best cinematography you'll ever see with television. And there's one episode in particular of this season called East West. I won't say anything about it, but it might be the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Sh shot something shot with television. It's amazing. Chris Rock playing a dramatic role and actually being good at it because I've never seen that happen. Yeah. I've seen him in some dramas and some comedies, but he's not acting's not as strong suit. You, you didn't like Pootie Tang? <laughs> well, uh, what about I New Jack City? It wasn't like this. He, he, did, he, you know, <laughs> he did something amazing with it. But uh, he he played. It's a serious role, obviously, and he he's great at it. The whole cast is great. If you like Fargo, continue watching it. If you yeah. only got the first season, keep yeah. going with it because it, it's beautiful. Only the first one because, like, my dad. Um, hold on. Uh, my dad uh, went went out of his way to be like stop the show to do a selfie. No, I'm just I got to take pictures of the screens all the time. Okay, um, <laughs> you know I'm 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 about that social media game. <laughs> we got to get those ten listens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man. But yeah, um, he was like, "Yo, you got to watch the first season of uh, Fargo." He's like, "It's really good." He's like, "You like it?" He's like, "It's a lot of murder, and you like murder." And I was like, "I do." I'm like, "My dad does know me on that body, motherfuckers, all day." But he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't suggest shit normally. So for him to do that, I'm like, okay. So it was up on Hulu, and I watched it, and it was just really good. It was just really fucking, just very, very good, very entertaining. Billy Bob was amazing. Um, the story just it just kept growing and intertwined. Couldn't recommend it more. Yeah, season um, four just came out last year, and like yeah. I said, it's it's is it is it the strong even that that show? It's not the strongest season I've ever seen of that show, but even not not even being the strongest, it's still better than most shit you can see. It's yeah, a, and that, that's all we're doing here. We're, we're mentioning things to people who listen to the show that, you know, we're weeding, we're basically weeding through all, all the bad stuff to give you the good. So, uh, Parker, is, is that you up there? Let that's me, me your, man. That's the ceiling right there. Dancing on the ceiling. tile. Cool. <laughs> number, four, number four, I'm going fucking Mandalorian, baby. Never heard of it. Yeah, well, What's that? shit happens. A Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going into this thing, you know, obviously a huge fan of Star Wars, you know, and I kind of went into it the same thing with like Cobra Kai. I'm just like, all right, like, I love the fucking Karate Kid movie. Are they going to fuck up this show? Like, I'm waiting for them to fuck up this show, like every single episode, but it just keeps getting better and better. I mean, the fucking costumes, the sound effects, everything. I mean, the, uh, the season finale of season two was fucking amazing. Okay. Uh, no one else has that? You don't have that on your list, Mar? I have it on my list, but not at number four. So Okay. Yeah, all right. So we'll you you could speak on it when we get there. Yeah. Um so back to me. I have uh number four is Lovecraft Country. Um I know a lot of people kind of like uh really, you know, uh, you know, like Jerry Smith, shout out to him again, like certain people were kind of just like taken back by like maybe the racism part. I'm thinking like well, it takes place in a pretty racist time. 
America. Jerry thought there wasn't enough racism. Yeah. <laughs> like, getting two Tulsa riots more. back, you know, with like Watchmen and that, I think maybe certain people blew their minds. Yeah. That yeah. Shit, you know? But it just, I, what I really liked about it just was the marriage of these two worlds. Like you have the real threat of, of this racism that was just like part of the American fabric then. But then it, 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 weaved, it weaved in with, um, you know, these, these monsters and this, like, you know, amazing stories type thing, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft universe. And every episode, um, so basically it was like an anthology, but it was all connected to the same, the same story. story. And visually, it was just fucking great. You know, like everything about it, like every episode was just like this new adventure and some episodes felt like, you know, the Goonies, others felt like, you know, fucking uh, uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead or something. Indiana Jones. Indiana yeah. Jones, yeah. You finished the series? Yeah, I, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I, I did quite enjoy it. Uh, my issues with it have nothing to do with probably whoever you're talking about. <laughs> issues. Yeah, he's, I, he's, I he's on Adderall. So. I, I didn't love it so much that I was like chopping at the bits and then on the next thing about it. I liked it. Hey, it's a Sunday night. I definitely enjoyed it. I thought visually it was, I mean, some of the effects that they pulled off were super interesting. Yeah. But these little aspects of it where it's like, oh, we're in Boston. Wait, all of a sudden we reappear back in Chicago. Like those are weird parts of it. Where I'm like, you know, the suspense of reality, sure, they do it in Game of Thrones, you know, whatever, I get it. Um, I loved actually when the one woman got transported into the cosmos and became like Space Wonder Woman. That was actually really sick. So cool. Yeah, I, I really liked a lot of aspects, but just, you know, and a lot of, I, it's just the thing. I was really loving it. And then the last episode, and, and it'll be the case of other things I talk about just kind of sank it a little bit for me where it just like, oh, that's what it's going to be. Like, like Raised by Wolves, I thought was an awesome show. And that's the last episode. And I think the whole show sucks now. You know what I mean? So like, that's kind of, kind of what did it to me. Although not on that extreme level, you know? Um, yeah. So if there's one hole I could punch in that show is definitely, it is at times, like if you, you know, if you got a text message and you look down for a second and you looked up, you're like, wait, I don't even want to, well, what's going on here? <laughs> You know, it was a little hard to follow. I just thought it was because I was like, you know, half a moron. And uh, so it was just like that part of it. Uh, but I think just visually, just going along for the ride, um, as far as like uh, the grand scheme of like TV shows in general, I'm thinking like, wow, you guys achieved something that was just pretty fucking unique. And I, I thought overall the ride was just uh, more, not more important, but more entertaining to me than the actual um story importance yeah. like i love the i always love the on my own grandfather paradox like that's always great you know yeah. but, <laughs> but that then, old gag that could have been like the big reveal of the end and then they had that final episode where it just got like really m mustache twirly villain of the week type shit where it's like all right you know whatever like, yeah 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 all right um so moving forward we're, we're up to number three tv show of 2020 brian marr well, that would, this is where I will drop The Mandalorian, which I think could have been a little higher, which I loved it. I think I loved the first season, I think, a bit more. But my favorite episode of the whole show was the first episode of the second season. I loved it. I thought it was incredible. But then, you know, there were a lot of things I really did dig about. I liked them, including characters from the other mediums, like the Clone Wars and other shit. But just the last episode, like Parker loved it. For me, it was like such a over-the-top fan service circle jerk that I was almost like... You know, and then the big reveal, you know, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who doesn't watch it or anything, yeah, yeah. but it was just like... I haven't seen it yet. This is what's happening. You know, and it was, you know what, it was, 
I like the idea of what they did. I like that they, the epicness they went for, you know, but it almost seemed like an apology to super fans and like, you know, the crying Rotten Tomatoes man boys and shit, you know what I mean? To me. Oh I've yeah, been- yeah, uh, Dave Cassell. I'll shout him out. If you, if you don't want to name names, I'll name him. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever, you know, the, the, the Jake Skywalker faction, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff, you know, I feel like, I don't want to call it pandering because it wasn't on that level per se, but there were just aspects of it that looked like a fan film, uh, especially the post credit scene. Just looked like something, you know, that, that, that would have premiered on like a conspiracy YouTube channel, you know? <laughs> cool. Wow. Um, I started watching The Mandalorian, I guess, when the first season came out and like by episode six, uh, you know, because it, it's like a weekly thing. Um, I just found myself like watching maybe like when Gina Carano showed up, I was like, oh, that's cool. And next week I was like, eh, I, I just never went back to it. It wasn't something that, that I felt compelled to watch. I didn't hate it. Um, but I think somewhere uh, somewhere along the way, I think I just fell out of that Star Wars love, that universe. Like, I, I just don't care anymore. Like, if it's on, I'll watch it. I thought the Baby Yoda thing was cool. But like, I don't know. I just, as time went on... Uh, I think there's just so much stuff to watch that everything that isn't top tier just isn't going to get the attention. You know, I mean, this show is to me, I mean, globally, probably top tier. I mean, it's the flagship of an entire streaming network. I meant meant as far as like personal preference for me, like, you know, like it's not something, you know, like I rather watch something like gangs of London than I I would the Mandalorian. I don't know why it's just, it's, as time goes on, like I just, I don't care about that universe anymore. So, well, you're not gonna be able to avoid it since they announced 46 new shows are coming out last week, basically. Can't wait. Can't wait. wait. Um, Lan, do you want to say anything? Yeah, well, let me get this straight. Is it shows that just wrapped this year and came out, or it's just shows you watched in 2020? I, did I thought it was shows that came out in 2020. Yeah, that's season. what I figured. No, no, uh, but that's fine. If you want to mention, I said, if you, if you don't have anything and you want to just chime in. Well, I don't know if this came out technically in 2020, but the uh, the Vice news series. That, oh, the and Devil, on Showtime? The Devil You Know. About that's that. good. Pazuzu? Pazuzu? Pazazu. Yeah, uh, Satanist guy. Yeah, yeah. Pazuzu. That yes. That was That's not Showtime. No, no, no. So I put, no. you can get that on YouTube. Like it's yeah, got, yes. Vice got dropped from HBO, and then I don't know Vice themselves. I fell off on because it got too. Uh, I don't like Vice really whatsoever. Like I don't cool. like them as a really. I don't like go to them and click no matter what it is, but it came recommended to me. Uh, Best thing I ever liked on Vice before was when the guy from Golgoroth Martin made them march up that mountain. That black metal guy. That was <laughs> no a reason episode. But uh, besides that, but anyway, about this uh, Satanist guy down. Uh, I don't remember. North Carolina. North Carolina, correct. Um, and a little cult that he had in the suburb. A fascinating little uh, uh, true crime kind. Yeah, of he was like uh, like Charles Manson light. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, he he didn't have as good a press team. Didn't yeah. have a good marketing. Yeah, yeah. I would highly recommend it. It's it's way it's going way back. Some one thing that Vice did awesome was before like they were like huge or anything. Like maybe it's like six or seven years old. If it's still on YouTube or their channel, it's called the Vice Guide to Liberia, and it's just it's the most. I've seen that. Thing. How insane is because I think Documentary Now, which is another brilliant show, I think did a spoof on. Uh, 
kind of like the vice journalist going to like an unsafe area, basically. General Buck naked and all the that. Bill Hader and, uh, and who else? Uh, Fred Armisen series, which is also, I got to highly recommend if no one's seen that documentary now, but. Yeah, the Pazuzu thing is up. Like uh, you could, you could just type up, you know, Vice and and I YouTube. saw it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, because I, I put it up in the group. That's you're probably the one that hit me to it. Yeah, but, I, put, uh, I put it up in the group, and it was like, I mean, it, it was maybe like an episode too long, but uh, it's just, yeah, they could have trimmed it a little they bit. They could have trimmed it, yeah, but it was definitely. I love Vice. I love the the, the stuff that they do. Um, I I you know everything that it's just. They 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 do the the uh, the dark side of the ring, correct? Yeah, oh yeah, that was. There's a lot of great stuff that, that they this year. do, but I'm not. Sometimes I'm like, sometimes they're a little too pretentious and like don't have a right to be kind of thing for me. But I, I have seen some great programming from them though. That show with the chemist dude, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, where you watch people smoke toad venom and. Yeah, that was in the desert and ride around. Out of the yeah, I take some chances. That's for sure. Um, Parker, you don't have the dark side of the whatever the fuck on your list. No, I mean I, I watched a couple of them on YouTube. Um, you know, being the wrestling fan that I am, I didn't actually watch every single one. I mean, I like, did, and I hate wrestling. Yeah, I know. Like the like the Chris Benoit. Well, like Chris Benoit. Like I knew the majority of the story, so like I watched that. But that fucking New Jack episode was fucking crazy, man. <laughs> It's not Benoit? No. Cruiser Brody's yeah, a good one, but, too, man. Yeah, but Cruiser New Jack Brody. was fucking crazy. I mean, I remember I saw that guy wrestle uh, in person when I went to go see ECW when they were still doing it in, like, fucking high schools, and he was fucking Sandman, crazy. dude, Lost Battalion Hall. Yeah, man, it was fucking crazy. Um, so what's next on your list, number three, Parker? N- number three on Netflix, I watched uh, this show called High Score, which was uh, – talked about all the old school video game systems so that's everything from like nintendo they got into like the early sega genesis so that was pretty cool they got into like a couple of the uh the earlier games and how uh you know all these companies tried to uh outdo each other with you know the 8-bit systems and the 16-bit systems came out and so on and so forth i saw that that was a good one that was good and i don't you know I, i don't really go to netflix for much I think they're the weakest streaming site for sure. Totally agreed. Or the Best for stand-up, though. No, no, they they're very good at certain things, um, but and this is one of those things. They're good at like the the movies that that made us, the video games, all that other stuff. The shit that like you know people our age will fucking go snort lines of. You know, it's like oh my god, it's like video games. Tubi, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're very good at that. Um, so I have number three uh, favorite TV show of 2020. This show blew my fucking socks off. Dave. It's on FXX. And it's a little dicky. Um, it's kind of like a Larry Sanders version of, of little dicky who's, who's like a rapper. And it's his life and, and how he met his hype man. And at first I have, you know, just like you laying a note when it, when it comes to hip hop, we're, we're kind of snobby and we don't like people to same thing with metal. When we feel like they're kind of like um, hijacking the culture to make it corny. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. And, and that's kind of how I felt about Lil Dicky. I'm like, ah, right, you're a joke rapper. It's cool. Whatever. You're you know white Jewish guy. Um, He's got skills though. That's what it was. He yeah. won me over with this show. He won me over with his actual appreciation. Like, he's a real fan. He's got some good freestyles on YouTube. Yeah, he's really shows. good. So yeah. this show, I mean, listen, it's my number three show of the year. Uh, you could watch it on Hulu. It's so good. 
There's a mental health episode in it that, that, that just will fucking hit you in the stomach. It's so, it, it's such a great show. Um, just about music and this guy starting out and believing in himself, but it's, he's such a, a Larry David type character. What am I saying? I said, Larry Sanders. <laughs> this is like a, a, a hip hop curb your enthusiasm. That's what this is. I'm writing that down, man. Very good. Nice Very good show. Um, so I'll let you know a year from now when we do next year's show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so number two show for Brian Marr. Uh, Netflix. It's called The Queen's Gambit. Anyone okay. seen that? Yeah. Anna I'm the last person, I think, in the country that hasn't seen that. Anna Taylor-Joy or whatever the girl. I love her. Cinematically, the sickest thing I've seen in years, the way it was shot. I mean, it was like a Scorsese film. It was awesome. And at first, like, all right, the idea of like a, you know, chess prodigy show, like making chess exciting. But two of my good friends were like, you have to watch this fucking show. It's just going to blow your fucking mind. And I give the first episode a, a try and I was like, holy shit, man. It was like sucked in. It was incredible acting. Uh, it was, you know, just, then just like, again, the, as a period piece, the things they nailed like in Vegas and New York, just like the way it looked was incredible. Like it really did made chess super exciting. It was crazy, you know? And then also the main character, you don't often see like a character who usually someone gets caught doing something, whatever, they try to cover it up. Anything she did, she's like, yeah, I'm fucking dudes. Yeah, I'm getting wasted. Yeah, whatever. Like unapologetic and super honest, which you just don't see in a lot of shows. Oh, which I thought was refreshing. You know. Do you want to know what show has that? You're the worst. <laughs> Very unapologetic. We're doing drugs. We're fucking basically anyone we want. Um, but yeah, so Anya Taylor Joy is the main character of that show. Uh, she was in the movie The Witch. She was in a movie called Thoroughbreds. We just mentioned it on the last segment. She's having a great year. Um, uh, the Queen's Gambit is, is like, you know, top 10 show, like everyone keeps mentioning it. Um, my girlfriend watched it. I watched it by proxy and I realized just uh, how much work was put into it. Visually gorgeous. The, the sets, the, um, the outfits completely, you know, so very cool. Number two, Langan, do you have anything that you saw uh, that didn't come yeah. out here? You know what? I'm, I'm scrolling through my IMDB seeing what I did watch this year. Yeah, I just don't want to put out a list like I watched this this year, but I don't have a strong feeling about it. But anyway, I saw a couple of things that I forgot about, um, and this was this was a big talk like when it came out. <laughs> but it's kind of like twenty twenty has been such a long year. It's like you have the Tiger King. I gotta give a mention. Oh, that's right. That was this year. You know, like it. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. It was full of awful <laughs> people. But I don't watch reality television, and I would imagine that's what the 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 uh, the, the rush you get from watching it these, yeah. these train wrecks of people. And uh, listen, the memes were fucking great. The guy with the the guy with the six teeth. The guy, the, the guy with the six teeth with no shirt on, and it said this many feet apart, so they counted as six teeth. I remember that one. And, and then the Maroon 5 guy, like, before and him yeah. after, like, what <laughs> happened. But, the evolution. I, mean, I don't know where to start. It, it's, <laughs> and, and it, you know, it, it caught a, a, a thirsty generation at the right time. <laughs> because nobody – it was fucking horrible, but it was it was fun. It was, it was goofy. It was stupid. And it was at the – beginning of the pandemic and it was kind of what i needed i mean had that dropped at a different time could it have been as successful I mean, it would have been a, a bullet 
It would have been a blip. Yeah. yeah, I think it would have been a but blip. But it dropped right when everyone was being forced to stay home. Everyone was definitely forced to stay home. And you're like, what are we going to watch? And it's like, and it was something we all shared together and how yeah. awful these yeah. people are. You know? <laughs> so I got to mention it. I got to yeah. mention it. No, no, that's a great point. I wonder if there's like Am I going to put it up with the Sopranos? No, but, uh, you know, I got to mention I wonder if even there's like a psychological analog to it's. A these are people that are terrible. They're entrapping tigers in cages. They're turning out kids and basically making them into their man whores and shit. Like this, the claustrophobia of the entire existence of it is this yeah. person a fucking murderer. Like I think yeah. all these things. It Fuck Carol Baskins, bro. Reality, you know. Like yeah, she was on Married. No, what is that show? Dancing, Dancing with the Stars. Show? Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> is it Married with Children? It's insane. <laughs> where, where we're at. That show exists to begin with, and then she was on it. I don't know where we're going. But. She, she likes fame so much that she's just like, I might have murdered my husband, but man, I really want to be on this show. Because if I killed anyone, I'd be like, I'm not going to be on any fucking show. You guys Listen, are going to forget He's already dead. Murdering gold digger, crystal clutching, zookeeper poacher. Like, I mean, yeah. that, that's <laughs> America, you know? <laughs> that's quite a horrible. check, but. He's horrible. Everybody's horrible. What a checklist. What a checklist to have. Um, I got, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it this year. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. Parker, that wasn't your number one, was it? No, I actually didn't even fucking see that. All right. You'd love it. <laughs> I know. I'm sure. I love I'm it. Sure. Take the kids. Take the family. Give yeah. me your number two. So number two is a an offshoot off of a, another show that I watched, but I actually like this better. And this guy was a sub character on that show. And this thing's called Better Call Saul. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I fucking love this show. I mean, Breaking Bad was cool. I dug it. I watched it. But something about this show, I like it ten times better. I think just wow. Yeah, I I think just the the guy that plays Saul Goodman, he just does this fucking character just so well. And just, I don't know, just every episode, I just have such a fucking blast watching him play this guy. Bob Odenkirk's a national treasure, and I'm so yeah. happy that he's getting all this, like, shine. Because from the jump, he, I mean, Mr. Show, all the great stuff he's done, he's, I'm so glad he's killing He just did some fucking John Wick-type movie, didn't he? Yeah. The trailer came out. Next year, I believe. But, uh, it's called Nothing. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So, oh, my number two. Um, you forget yourself. I know I do. Uh, so for me, uh, Ozark season three. Oh, that's my number one right there. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, just, I, I figured it would be, uh, I know, I know you're a bit, you got a big crush on Jason. My fucking man crush Bateman, baby. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, I'll be a little different, and I'll say I have a crush on on his wife. You know, nice. Call me crazy. No homo. But, well, yeah, Laura, Laura Lenny is. Uh, you know, she's a, a very attractive older lady. Um, I I thought the first season was great. I thought the second season was good. This third season, I feel like it really picked up, and I feel like they really went for it. Um, one of the best endings. Uh, great use of Run the Jewels. New song. Uh, just man you see Laura Linney really you know Wendy Bird uh, go into her own and just turn into this like really ruthless character and uh, there were some scenes. monster dude monster <laughs> right yeah but I love that I think that's so cool she was so G you know I love that she was like she was I, I don't know man I love that she was she was hardcore I like the, the lawyer um, all the great characters you know um, that, that like old lady who was bag banging that younger ugly dude that looked like a 
uh, long neck or whatever his name is. <laughs> For me, they're like, yeah, I thought it was all right, but the, the last five minutes was so fucking insane that that's what you're left with that, yeah, I can see it. But I don't know if, like, I don't know. I don't know the whole season warranted that level. I don't know. Like, like I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a Neanderthal. You know, I, I like sex and violence. And uh, if you throw in hip-hop music, uh, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, that's it. I'm not, I'm not very, like, I'm not a bright person. I know you're a thoughtful person. Um, I wish I had your fucking song. I'm killing you, I'm just saying. I'm just like, you know, like, I'm easy to please when it comes to Sound this. like that Chris Farley character on us. I'm not a bright person. I don't. <laughs> I'm not a bright person. <laughs> uh, so, Parker, do you, Parker, anything you want to add to that? I mean, the reason why I love this show, it's like, it's like every episode, it's like watching uncut gems as like a, like a series. Like you're just fucking sitting on your edge of your seat. Like you just feel fucking uncomfortable and it's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, That's his number one. That's my number two. So you're number one, Brian Marks. Quick honorable mention, because I just thought if you want to feel anxiety and uncomfortable, watch on HBO, uh, how to with John Wilson. It's like this weird yeah. documentary where he just kind of uses his B-roll to tell a story. And it, it's, it's like how to make small talk, how to like break your shows. But then like, he's got, he's got like B-roll of like cops cleaning up a stabbing scene and like dumpsters and shit. I don't know. Oh no, shit. It's fucking yeah, it's, dark. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a dark show. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like really funny. But yeah, for me, my number one, embracing my inner emo boy, fucking I had to go with Umbrella Academy. It's just, I think it was better than any superhero type shit I've seen in years. It's so dark. The characters are insane. They're their own worst enemies. They're the reason for every problem, but yet they're hysterical. And they did time travel better than most time travels ever done. Besides like back to the future, maybe like, I don't know. I just loved this season. I thought it was so well-written and it was actually, and it made me feel things, you know, like. Yeah. It was great. Gerard way. Yeah. I mean, I don't look, I know nothing about the comic. I don't know anything about it other than the guy from My Chemical Romance wrote it, but it's fucking insane. The actors are sick and I like the first season, whatever. So I came in for the second one and the second one blew my mind. It was like the Empire Strikes Back of like seasons. I don't know. It's the only way to put it. It was killer. Very cool. Uh, that's your number one. So do you want to add anything, Langan? Or- I do actually. Something I, I completely forgot I saw. Uh, the Last Dance, the uh, Michael oh, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, documentary uh, series, whatever you call it, on ESPN, and I, I don't remember where it's. Uh, it was cool. I I don't really follow the NBA anymore, but in the in the '90s, uh, I watched the fuck out of it. I was way into it. Uh, it was a great era, and um, I remember the image of Michael Jordan and the you know the commercials and this and that. But it was cool to see him speak like a normal person. Like his real feelings about playing with this guy, that guy, like same motherfucker. Aaron Michael Jordan, like just being a real person for once yeah. instead of the entity that is Air Jordan or whatever. And uh, in that whole heyday, if you were a fan of the NBA at that time, and, and it, for me, hip hop, NBA, it was just a great time in the nineties, like merging that all those cultures, and uh, it was a nostalgic thing to watch but uh it was cool to hear all the inside stories on all the all these things. but really honestly spoke and it's really well shot and uh and and you're nostalgic towards that era it's a great watch perfect yeah um a lot of people seem to have uh like that i'm, I'm gonna let neil in real quick hold on hey oh shit 
Hey, Neil, just hang out for a minute. We're, we're just finishing up here. You're going to finish sucking me off, and then I'm out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, brought, I brought him in. One for, at a time, boys. I brought him in for a minute. So, um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people love The Last Dance. So that, yeah. that was a great mention. Um, so I guess I'm the last one, right? Because Parker gave his number one. So my number one yes. TV show uh, is a Hulu original. Uh, I love the movie High Fidelity. I thought I would hate the, sh the series High Fidelity. And I found, I, I, yo, 10 episodes and it was just fantastic. I just, I couldn't believe how much I loved it. 10 episodes of just, the characters are great. The music is great. Um, once you once you overlook the fact that it's you know just different people uh playing these characters like I, I hook line and sinker i can't wait for season two absolutely loved it i can't recommend it more if you're a fan of music uh if you're a fan of uh you know occasional topless women um you know yeah i i, I loved it completely yeah I was gonna I go further. To watch I was gonna go further, <laughs> but I'm like, you know, Neil's in the house. I can't, you know, I can't disrespect. Um, but I, I brought him in real quick because Neil, you love a show that I haven't gotten a chance to watch. Oh, well, my number one is Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah, Ted Lasso. Hundred percent. So, uh, what, what is things. it about the show that you loved? It's just it's super well done. Jason Sudeikis nails the character. He's like, literally everyone in the show is likable. Like, there's there's like conflicts within the they write the conflicts in a way where you're like both like you hope they resolve it you don't you don't want to battle you want it to resolve because like everyone's likable you you want to root for everyone the it's like it's hilarious and super touching it's like okay it's it's amazing it's yeah, that, uh that, that's when a show's good um yeah i mentioned i, 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 mentioned, I was blown away I mentioned you're the worst, which I feel is that, and as well as Dave. I mentioned Dave. Dave was my number three. Oh, no one mentioned. No, yeah, Dave is. Dave was super well done too. Like touching, but yeah, fun. and poignant, and like uh, the character development is unbelievable. Like they get, yeah. they really like dedicate, like they dedicated a whole episode to a bunch of different yeah. characters to really show you who everyone was. Yep, was fantastic. Really so Brian Moore. Yo, third appearance on, on the show, yeah. you know? Like I'm it, it, on the watch. I'm coming for that MVP, man. I'm, I'm going to give him a surpass I, one day. <laughs> I, I, I apologize for us uh, having absolutely zero fan base, so it, it does nothing for your career. But uh, other than that. This could be the show, though. Nah, this man, could be the one. I miss you guys, though. It just sucks, like, you know, not getting to hang out, like, play yeah. shows, all the shit we usually get to do, you know? Like, but, I agree. Be back, I'm right? Basement, you know, with my pet monster, you know? Yo, straight <laughs> up. <laughs> Cool, man. So we're going to peace out and then we're going to move on with Neil. Oh, yeah. so. right, you guys have fun. Have a good one. Peace. Right. Bye. Later, Later, man. Later.